influences every aspect of our lives today, and we're only beginning to scratch the surface of understanding how it will radically change the way we live and work in the future. Coming up... Typically today, the available spectrum is a limiting factor on the number of wireless audio devices you can operate at the same time. Today, there is a very much effort put into organizing all these wireless devices and turning the right ones on and off at the right time so that I don't exceed the available spectrum. And this is a very costly effort uh, as of today. You're listening to the Future Rhythmic Podcast with Michael Hainsworth, a Nokia original series. Light at the end of the COVID-19 tunnel is coming from the stage of your next rock concert. It may be the last time your favorite band uses traditional wireless for the lead singer's microphone or the bass guitarist's axe. Industry giant Sennheiser is experimenting with using 5G as a replacement for that 1980s technology that once powered your cordless phone. 5G is more than just another G. It offers ultra-high speed, high capacity, and ultra-low latency. It's that last feature which has caught the attention of the head of research and innovation, Dr. Jan Duher. I'm in a part of a group that is looking at new technologies for um, wired and wireless uh, audio transmissions uh, in professional use cases. Uh, and if we are looking at new technologies, uh, we often have to do feasibility studies, and for that, for that we build prototypes. Uh, to demonstrate if something is implementable uh, and what the and, and, and in what conditions, for example. Uh, and this is also the connection to Nokia uh, and 5G. Um, so right now my group is looking at 5G as a potential technology, wireless technology uh, for some professional audio use cases. When it comes to 5G, we often think about it as this is something that's incredibly fast, <laughs> that it can handle an intense amount of bandwidth. You can download a high definition movie, not in four and a half minutes like you do on 4G, but on 1.2 seconds like you do in 5G. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to your world, it's not so much about how many bits you can cram down a pipe at any one time. It has more to do with the ultra low latency that 5G offers. So what kind of use cases does 5G support in a microphone world? <laughs> I want to find out if it is feasible, if it can be applied to our use cases. And our, you're totally right, our use cases are very different from many other use cases that are mentioned in the context of 5G. Um, for example, what you what you mentioned high bandwidth something with video on on the go or the typical application for mobile technology of course is a smartphone so uh, i have a net internet connectivity anywhere in the world um, but there's a major difference uh, between those use cases and the use cases that sennheiser is looking at and this is um, for our applications we require deterministic network behavior uh, so, and latency is one requirement, but there are several others. In professional audio use cases, um, the, the user of audio equipment 
is used to um, the equipment to work and to to have it working every, all the times. One of the key requirements then would be reliability. And as I understand it, looking at this uh, Nokia Sennheiser white paper, you're looking for reliability on six nines. It's got to be 99.9999% reliable. I mean, this is easy to understand. Uh, think about, uh, for example, I don't know, the inauguration of Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, here for the singing of our national anthem, accompanied by the president's own United States Marine Band, please welcome Lady Gaga. Uh, where um, Lady Gaga is singing uh, the national anthem and there is no second try. So the technology has to work in this environment and it is unforgivable if it does not work so uh, a company that is providing a microphone for lady gaga in in this context has to make sure that the technology it uses is, is uh, valuable it's working and it's applicable here Well, then I guess this brings up an important point. Um, and, and as you stated right at the outset here, is that you're not necessarily a proponent for 5G. You're investigating whether or not this is going to be a viable technology for your industry. Um, why have this conversation in the first place then? Let me play devil's advocate here. Don't you guys already have a technology under the gigahertz bandwidth uh, wavelength that works, that you, you've got an entire industry built around an existing wireless technology? Why upset the apple cart? <laughs> so this is actually a really good question. Um, of course, the picture is, is very complex and you're right, as of today, we kind of have working solutions, wireless solutions for microphones and also in-ear monitoring. So think about an, an artist that is singing on stage and he's using a wireless microphone because he wants to have freedom on stage. So he wants to be able to move. So he, he don't want to uh, want to have cables uh, attached to, to his microphone. And the second important thing is that um, the artist that is holding this microphone also has an in-ear monitoring system. And this is very similar to a headphone, but more invisible. Um, it's, it's a small in-ear um, headphone, and this is used for the artist to um, give him feedback. So the artist can hear himself. Uh, so he's singing into the microphone. The signal is traveling from the microphone um, wirelessly uh, to a mixing console. Um, and there other audio signals are added or effects are added uh, and then the signal is sent back to the in-ear monitor of, of the artist. And this is necessary, um, of course, the artist has to hear himself and he has to hear other artists on stage or uh, uh, musicians on stage. Um, and so we have two wireless links in this scenario, one from the microphone to the to the mixing console and one coming back to the um, to the in-ear monitoring um, and again as of today we have some technical solution for these two wireless links that are able to meet most of the i'm saying most of the uh, requirements and for example one of the most important one is the latency 
Um, so for this round trip uh, from microphone to the ear of the of, of an artist, there's a very strict requirement for the latency, um, and this is this can be explained um, if you think about what's happening there. So the artist is singing into a microphone. Uh, and the audio signal starts tra traveling through the microphone to the mixing console and back to his ear. Um, so we have a round trip there, but there's a second path where um, an artist can hear himself. And this is the bone conduction in his head. So um, in his ear, he, has, he can hear a mix of what is traveling uh, via bone conduction um, to his ear and also the one traveling through uh, the wireless microphone and the in-ear monitoring. And if the, this offset, the time offset between those two signals is too high, uh, um, this becomes very irritating for an artist. So, and the requirement here that we know from experience uh, and from tests is that this round trip should not exceed four milliseconds. So this includes two wireless uh, links. So from microphone to mixer and from mixing console back to the monitoring. These are two wireless links. And also this includes some processing uh, that is done in the mixing console. Uh, and this is typically in, in a range of one to two milliseconds. And this again leads to our strict requirement that we have for this wireless links. And this is only one, leaving only one millisecond per direction. Um, and this is something that we, as of today, uh, can barely achieve. Um, it is even that close that uh, in many systems we cannot do it both uh, with digital RF technology. So typically what you what you will see on stage is that the microphone, um, the link, the wireless link from the microphone to the mixing console is uh, with digital RF and the link coming back to, to the in-ear monitoring is analog RF. There's a major advantage of having digital RF and this is of course the quality. But at the same time, that digital RF means that you've got to have a chip somewhere at some point converting analog audio into ones and zeros. That takes time. It needs to be decoded from ones and zeros back to analog audio into the ear. That takes time. So we keep introducing more and more mm -hmm. latency into the process. But as I understand it, 5G can operate not in the millisecond range, but in the microsecond range. Yes, so in theory it can. Right, it's all about the deployment, right? <laughs> I guess there are several factors of, involved, of course. Um, as of today, if, if we're talking about 5G can have this low latency, we are talking about the standardization. So. 5G is a standardized technology and the standard allows to have this low latency. It, it explains how to achieve it. Um, of course, it's another question uh, if this can actually be done uh, in a real implementation and keeping all the other um, well conditions in place that are required in this scenario. Um, so for example, we do not only need this low latency, but we also have other requirements. For example, this reliability. And another one would be, for example, the, the efficiency. This is also very, very important um, because, so this touches the spectrum topic. <laughs> um, 
always a hot iron but um let's maybe talk one or two sentences about it uh, because spectrum is a, a rare resource and this is everywhere the case in all use cases and especially in festivals for example typically today the available spectrum is a limiting factor on the number of uh, wireless audio device you can operate at the same time are you telling me that 5g even though we still have to deal with wireless spectrum and that's a whole separate kind of issue at least you could put more devices in a festival at the same time without worrying about that overlap we have to measure or we have to evaluate 5g as a technology um, with all these uh, aspects in mind so and maybe this is coming back to what what i'm doing right now and why we are talking about nokia and 5g uh, is because we want to find out if 5G is a um, is, is a potential technology for for this environment. Um, of course, there are high hopes for 5G because in the standardization, um, this sounds all great and they are they are promising a lot. So if we are we we would actually be able to achieve these microsecond uh, latency, this would mean that, for example, we could maybe upgrade current systems where we can do both wireless transmissions digital. As of today, typically only one of those two transmissions, microphone to mixing console and mixing console to any monitoring, is done digital. Uh, the other one is done with analog RF, and the reason for that is latency. Um, because in analog RF latency is no problem. <laughs> well, it's the latency is not zero, but it is close to zero. Um, but to to not exceed these four milliseconds I mentioned before, uh, today we are only able to do one way in in digital. And again, doing it digital has many advantages. For example, the audio quality. Uh, and as of today, um, well, producers decide that uh, this direction from microphone to, to the mixing console is more important, of course, because the signal is also used for reproducing it for the audience or transporting it uh, further on, recording it and so on. So it is decided to do this, um, this link in digital and the other one analog. And this could be a benefit if 5G uh, can meet all its promises that we will be able to do both transmissions wirelessly. I have to say, I'm constantly changing out the batteries on my Sennheiser wireless microphones out of fear they will run dead in the middle of a recording session. <laughs> We've talked about 5G largely as a benefit to your industry for the low latency. Mm -hmm. But 5G, in addition to high bandwidth, low latency and ultra reliability, also deals in the world of ultra low power for things like sensors, for IoT, Industry 4.0. Is there going to be an opportunity for me to not have to change out the batteries every time I want to use one of these microphones? Yes, you were mentioning they're doing ultra long uh, battery runtimes in sensory networks. and. Well, what's what's the technology reason? How can they achieve that? And they can do that uh, by doing very, very few wireless transmissions. Oh, it sounds like you're telling me I'm going to be changing batteries for the rest of my life. Now, you see, there are some requirements that, that are not complementary, that are more opposing each other. So I want a high battery runtime, but I also want very low latency. I want high bandwidth. You cannot have everything at the same time. And I mean, this is typically in with every technology kind of um, question is if this technology here, 5G, is able to, to have a sweet spot for our use cases, 
where all these requirements are met in a way that our customer is uh, satisfied with it. And um, many of these questions are, uh, we, we are just starting <laughs> um, to investigate them. And uh, you've already mentioned that um, we, we have a white paper with Nokia. Um, so in, in our journey in, in investigating 5G as a technology for these use cases, uh, we came into a collaboration with Nokia and um, Nokia is one of the leading uh, industry vendors uh, for mobile technology. Um, and so what we did in, in our collaboration is we took one of these requirements, as this was the latency here, and we tried to build a, um, a demonstration system to find out if 5G can really meet this latency requirement that is promised by the standard here. And in this first work that we did with Nokia, we were able to show that 5G really can reduce the latency significantly compared to previous generations of mobile technology. And only looking at the latency, we are able to reduce it down to a level where it is interesting for our use cases. And now, of course, the next question is what happens if we add a second requirement to that? For example, the reliability or something else. Are we still able to meet the latency requirement and also a second requirement? This is the next question we will be trying to answer, I think, again with Nokia. We will continue our, our collaboration. So as that collaboration continues, if we meet all of those KPIs, those key performance indicators, the checks mm -hmm. are in the boxes for all of them. I can imagine at some point there's going to have to be a conversation about cost, you know, the cost benefit analysis that works in favor of 5G over existing infrastructure. You've got you've built an entire industry mm -hmm. around digital wireless that would be upended by this proof of concept proving that it is in fact more than just a concept. Yeah, you mentioned a factor that's also very, very important. Uh, our industry is also increasingly cost driven. So um, many of our customers want, want their devices to become cheaper. This is really also a hope, I think, by many people um, that if, if you are able to use standardized technology uh, in a use case, it probably is cheaper because maybe then there will be very highly integrated chips available because they can be produced for the mass market if it is a standardized technology and maybe they are a bit cheaper then. But again, this is yet unclear. It is not, yeah, it's not sure if this will, will really be the case. It could also be a scenario where 5G, there will be several 5 5G uh, chipsets, some of them supporting what, what's done as of today uh, in smartphones and some of them supporting what would be uh, required for our use case. Uh, and then maybe this, this argument cannot hold. That's an interesting thought. 
I, that hadn't occurred to me that I, my assumption had always been that a 5G chip is a 5G chip is a 5G chip. Whereas if you stripped out the need for the systems to focus on high bandwidth, because you don't need high bandwidth, you need low latency, you could customize these chips. That, although further to what we were just talking about, seems expensive. So it strikes me that this is much like what we would see with any other new technology where the wealthy, deep-pocketed component to any given industry will adopt it first, and those first adopters will be the ones who help drive the economies of scale that make it viable for everyone else down the road. Kind of a chicken and egg problem here. Some of these uh, um, features that are required for, um, for our use cases, so uh, these are not mandatory necessarily in, in, in 5G. We want to have this latency of, I don't know, microseconds, let's say. Uh, but this, this feature is not required for the mass market use case of 5G chipset, which is a smartphone. The question is, why should this be implemented in these chipsets? You see what I mean by chicken egg problem? It could be the case that they, these features are not implemented, thus uh, these features are not cheaply available, and thus leading to our industry uh, not seeing the benefit of, of 5G as a technology here. So as we work our way towards solving sort of those bigger picture issues down the road of economies of scale, of making these chips available widely within any given microphone or any kind of wireless gear, what's the very next series of questions that you need answers to before we can even get to that point? What's next for Sennheiser in your relationship with Nokia? The first question is always, does it meet our technical requirements? This touches the question of latency, reliability, efficiency, battery runtime, and so on. And these questions have to be answered and checked to even look further, to look at business questions or scaling questions or spectrum questions. Um, if we cannot check these, these first technology questions of are our requirements even met, doesn't really make sense to look further. Of course, this can be paralyzed a bit, but these checks have to be made anyway. So maybe I want to emphasize this, this is the point at where we are at right now. We are only at this first step at finding out if our technical requirements will and could potentially be met with 5G. Uh, and Even with this first step, we only made the first step within this first step by looking only at one requirement right now. So I expect that the, this is, is a long journey to go um, because there are still a lot of open questions. And it's a long journey for 5G as well. Many of the technologies that you're probably going to require once proof of concept is in fact proven, would be things like 5G um, network slicing, which doesn't come out until 3GPP release 17. That's two releases away. There is a journey that's taking place within the telecommunications industry simultaneously as you are going through that process as well. Yeah, and, and here the picture becomes really much more complex. Um, I mean, this touches the, the topic of, of, of operating uh, mobile networks. Traditionally, or in, in the systems that are available today, the world is very simple uh, because the musician is, or somebody that is directly associated to the musician, is the, uh, the owner and the operator of uh, these wireless audio equipment. And all these 
devices as of today are link based so um, this is fundamentally different from a mobile technology where you have a big large base station uh, that serves a, a lot of clients uh, in today's wireless audio devices again we have a link based approach typically so you have one very small base station that is linked to one wireless audio device and if you uh, and this scales very <laughs> Very simple. If you want to have two wireless microphones, you add a second small base station. Um, so, if we think about uh, a mobile technology for these scenarios, this could mean that um, well, the the operation of of such networks becomes very different than before. Uh, this is always a challenge, a transition from one approach to another one. But of course, this also holds um, opportunities. So if you think about uh, um, a 5G uh, system where we have this, um, well, this base station approach where one base station could serve a lot of clients, uh, why not use this one base station for several use cases or several different wireless devices? Uh, one section of these could be wireless audio devices, but you could also Perhaps, this is maybe a vision, also use the same base station to operate wireless cameras. And then this might become very interesting because um, you only would have to operate one wireless network and uh, could use it to operate several different use cases in it. So it's going to be a concert scenario where in the past you'd have these giant transport trucks roll up to the stadium and they'd be loaded with audio gear, loaded with guitars, loaded with musicians, and they would fill out that auditorium or that stadium with all that gear. And now in the future, you're telling me there's gonna be another transport truck that's gonna roll up, and it's gonna be a mobile base station that provides not only the 5G wireless for the microphones that the musicians are going to use and their guitars and all that kind of stuff, but the fans are gonna be able to connect to it so they can stream their version of the concert to their friends over social media. The cameras can be used to provide that 360 degree experience for people who can't arrive. And the security system's gonna be tied into it too. You're gonna have this whole separate gear to handle the 21st century concert. Yeah, this is maybe a vision on how this could look like if all the technical requirements for all these use cases are met. <laughs> so then maybe what we need to do is say thank you for your time so you can get back to work to creating that future. <laughs> It's been fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Michael. See the future. Listen to what's next. Read about world-changing ideas. All by visiting nokia.com slash insights. The Futurithmic podcast with Michael Hainsworth is a Nokia original series.